All right, welcome back to Radio Free BTC. This is your host, Joe Fi, and I've got uh, my good friend here, Christopher, who was just out in the back 40 in the woods hunting for deer for uh, some, uh, what would you call it, uh, GMO-free... Uh, it's organic or, food. Organic, that yes. is the word. Organic With, is... Without the hefty price tag, because one bullet's only about a buck or, a buck <laughs> or so, so you get, you know. So, so, so Christopher was out in the back 40 uh, hunting. Unfortunately, uh, Ike and my dogs might have uh, prevented prevented him from getting something, but, uh, you know, you take the good with the bad. So uh, anyways, so in, in exchange for uh, hunting back there, I told him he had to come in and be my next guest or victim, whatever you want to call it, uh, on, on the show here. But no, you, Christopher was up at up at the cabin probably two three months ago, and uh, was that your first Bitcoin purchase? My first Bitcoin. So, so I, I I count him as uh, somebody I've orange pilled. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so so now I just wanted to check in with him and see where he's at uh, on the journey down the rabbit hole. So, you, uh, anything I forgot there? No, you. you, you... <laughs> You covered all points there. And just just so you know, the ground rules we, we don't use uh, you know we don't use full names here just to uh, provide secure or not security but uh, privacy for everybody. So, all right. Yeah, I'm Joe Fi and uh, you're Christopher, and that's that's about it. Maybe Mark Erie. <laughs> I did a, a movie under that name. Once. <laughs> we don't talk about those kind of movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> So, so, uh, you know, so now it's been a couple months and, uh, I, I just wanted to sit down with you and see what, what questions you still have or new questions that have come up and are you still, yeah, where you're at? Um, where I'm at with Bitcoin right now. Um, I'm kind of looking at everything around me and I'm not feeling real secure with the dollar right now. Um, and I'm kind of. Kind of have a question, and my question is, um, basically, I want to be able to save money but not lose money <laughs> on inflation. Right. So I'm looking for some place to put my money where it is at least going to grow at the rate of inflation or more. Sure. Which in institutionalized places is impossible to find. Right. Um, so I've kind of started moving more money into bitcoin than i would be into savings even sure i mean i'm not diving a hundred percent into bitcoin i'm not going to convert everything <laughs> because it is volatile yeah it could go yeah. up and down um and being new in this when i like when i was buying it like just a month ago and it was forty thousand, and now it's at sixty three thousand, i get a little scared where I don't know if I should be buying at 63 or wait for it to go back down to 40. FOMO, FOMO, fear What's... of missing out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you know what, though? But uh, th this is why I'm such a big advocate of dollar cost averaging, right? Because I've been there, you know, when I first started, you know, and it was like, oh, my God, it went from 3000 to 3500 <laughs> Uh I'm like, did I miss out? Did I miss out? And th then I'd try to time the market and be like, oh, well, I'm going to wait until it does X and then I'll do Y, right? But but that that's why I, you know, after doing that and just fucking it up and, you know, losing opportunities or, or 
or just, you know, it, it's kind of a joke, but letting it be all consuming, like checking the price of Bitcoin every, you know, 30 minutes or every time you open your phone, you're like, oh, what's the price of Bitcoin doing? <laughs> but uh, I, I don't do that anymore because every day I just have an automatic buy set up. So, so when it, when it dips, you know, from 63, wherever it's 64, where it's at today, when it d dips down to 40, I'm like, oh, cool. I bought, I bought my day, day to day was at 40 and, and it all averages out in the end. That's uh, cause timing the Bitcoin market in my experience is it's hard. <laughs> it, it's uh, and, and I, I literally think the people that claim that they're making money are full of shit. They, they were the, the people that are like, oh, you buy, you know, buy low, sell high, blah, 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 buy my program. You know, there's a billion of them on YouTube, right? I don't know if you've gone down that rabbit hole, but. No, not yet. <laughs> well, you're That's next week. <laughs> uh, you, you know, they all want to sell you something. You, usually it's either a program or it's a shit coin. And uh, I, I, I just think, you know, if you just, uh, if you just chill, right, just, just you know, put whatever, what, whatever amount you want in daily to, and just, just let it, uh, let it ride. It's all going to average out and we're all going to be, uh, drinking margaritas on the beach. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, um, where I kind of went back on this was in our original conversation, you had kind of explained that roughly to me and I was, um, really just, I didn't have anything on auto. I was just sporadic buying like just a little bit. Hey, when I thought of it, I would go on there and purchase more. Um, but I'll, but now that I'm starting to accumulate some money in there, I don't want to put more money in there than I would need to take out to cover any bills. In there. So I'm not right. dumping tons of money in there. It's money you but, don't need. But yep, just a little bit of money every now and then. I think I worked it out to be about 5% of my paycheck. That's cool. It's yeah. kind of where I'm sitting at right now. Um, and the, the long game seems like the better outcome of this. I'm not going to lie. Tomorrow, if Bitcoin jumped to $400,000, <laughs> I might sell it all. Because <laughs> there's, you know, if you see that kind of spike in something, generally it's not really long sustained in my sure and then sell it all wait for it to go back down and then buy i'm not gonna spend that money i mean what would you do in that situation well he, he, okay so, so ha having you know years under my belt i when it started i would have been like cash that motherfucker in <laughs> cash it in and let's go get fucking lambos and fucking yeah. you know we're, we're going to vegas we're getting the fucking the you know the high-end shit right but but honestly now I, I look at my stack of Bitcoin as that's never getting touched. That, that, that is my fucking, that is my Bitcoin. My, I should say my Satoshis. Because. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Not we, quite up to a Bitcoin we, yet. We, we don't, we don't disclose amounts here either. So, <laughs> but, but I, I do own more than one Satoshi. So uh, my Satoshis, uh, that, that, that is my, that is my Alamo right? That, that is never getting touched. So, you know, if, if the Alamo falls and everything, all the shit hits the fan, the Bitcoin gets sold last. That that's the way I'm looking at it because, uh, 
you know, a lot of people don't know this. If you want, let's say it hits 400,000 and, uh, you, you say, uh, fuck, I, you know, I'd really like to buy, uh, buy a new car, you know? So I, I, I just, uh, you know, I want 25 grand for a down payment or 25 grand for the car, whatever it is. Right. You can borrow against your Bitcoin. And, uh, so, so just like equity in your house, uh, you can go to these companies and you can say, okay, here's one Bitcoin in collateral. And they're like, okay, well, what, what, what percentage do you want to collateralize? And you say, ah, 25%. So in, in this scenario, they'd be like, here's a hundred thousand dollars. And you, you put your Bitcoin up as collateral, they give you cash and then you just make payments on that. And what's beautiful about that is that now is not a taxable event. So, so if you just cash out and sell, you're going to owe capital gains on that. Uh, say you bought it at, you know, an average price of $60,000, you're going to owe th- taxes on $320,000 just to cash out to maybe buy back in. Uh, right now, I, I, I mean, I honestly, like I said, I see Bitcoin as my Alamo. It is the, it is the last thing that gets touched. I'm going to sell my dogs and my wife before my Bitcoin. <laughs> Order. Well, it's a good thing that Serify does not listen to the show because uh... <laughs> <laughs> I have a more and more places are accepting Bitcoin as currency. Yep, like you can buy a lot of stuff with Bitcoin. With, yes, love love to see it's yeah it's called the circular economy. How does that work as far as capital gains and all yep. this blah blah blah? How does that come to play? Say. I just made a couple hundred, I made a hundred thousand dollars on Bitcoin, but I don't want to cash it all out, but I want to buy something that costs say right. five grand, mm-hmm. but I want to buy it in Bitcoin. Right. Do I have to convert that in, or how do they tax on that? Or how does that even work? It's really fucked up. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to put it simply, it's really fucked up because just like everything else with our fucking government, right? They don't make things clear. They don't make things easy. And they just want to set traps to punish you, punish people, right? So that that that's also the reason I'm not a, a big advocate of spending Bitcoin, right? Because uh, you just want to let, let's let's say you you want to support the circular economy, and you you walk into a bar that you know takes Bitcoin, right? And so you take it from your stack. Okay, you're supposed to know. In theory, and and I'll, I'll I'll come around, come full circle on a way to avoid all of this, but in theory, let's say let's say you go to a bar, uh, you know, food, your drinks, and everything's two hundred bucks, right? You you uh, and you're like, okay, I'm just gonna tap into my Bitcoin because I want to support this guy because he's a Bitcoiner and great, right? Okay, the fucked up thing as far as the IRS is concerned, that's a sale. So let's say. Part of the Bitcoin you sent them, you bought at 40, part you bought at 50, part you bought at uh, 60, right? You're supposed to know the different amounts that you bought that at, your cost basis for the exact coin that you're sending them, right? That's impossible. It's really stupid, like I said right now. It's not impossible, but what what it is, is it's just like, uh, not not to get off too far in other, other rabbit holes, right? It's just like the gun laws, right? where they, they just want the average person to be intimidated by it to the point where they say, ah, fuck it. It's not worth that. You know, that, that, that's kind of how I feel like this tax law is. Okay. But that, that's why, 
honestly, for, for little things, for small things, I don't spend Bitcoin. But I love to pay people in Bitcoin. And the, the way I do that is with the Strike app. So uh, I don't know if I talked to you about that at the cabin. You've been using Cash app, right? Yeah. Okay. So the Strike app, which is a little less uh, polished, it's getting better all the time. But it, it's a what what's cool about the Cash app is, uh, I said Cash app. What's cool about Strike the Strike app is, I let's say I go to the same bar. And the guy's like, okay, 200 bucks. I can uh, boop, boop, boop you know, on the phone and it debits my debit card, sends him $200, right? And then he can either keep it as Satoshi's or or even or even just have it as dollars as well. Wh- whatever the merchant prefers, that they can, they can hold the money in that whatever currency they want. But you can send it to him that way as Satoshi's and then they can do whatever they want with it. But what the beauty of that with you is, is you never held the Bitcoin. So you didn't make any money. You didn't lose any money. You never held the Bitcoin because strike converted it to Bitcoin for you. You just paid $200, just like a, just like a bar tab and you never touched it. So, so you, now you don't have to report anything. You don't have to uh, sit down and be like, well, I spent $32 at the grocery store and $44 there to, to, as I understood what you just said, you basically sent him money and then he converted it into Bitcoin himself. The, 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 the company strike, the strike app in the middle converted it to Bitcoin for you. They converted it. Okay. But so you're not actually spending Bitcoin. No, you're correct. But, but I'm paying, I'm, I am paying in Bitcoin. Okay. So yes. So, so it's, it's like. It's not it's not the pure circular economy because I'm still using I'm still using the dirty dollars in my bank account yep because uh, like I said, for the average person and for little things, I in my opinion, you know I'm sure some purists are gonna say, well, you know we need the circular economy and we need this and that. It's not worth it. it it's not worth it to try to figure out you know that I made you know when I paid my sixty two dollar bill, you know, 27 of that was profit. Now I owe capital gains on $27, you know, times how many ever transactions you do over a year. It's, it's literally just not worth it. But, you know, out on the horizon, like in El Salvador right now, Bitcoin is legal tender, right? So granted, uh, well, actually, shout out to all my friends that are heading down there this week. There's a big event going on down there. And I know, I know a lot of people going down there, but in El Salvador, when you spend Bitcoin, it's no different than spending dollars. It's legal currency. And so, so therefore, if Bitcoin goes to a million dollars, the people of El Salvador owe nothing in capital gains because it's legal tender. It's just like it's just like if our dollar strengthened against the pound or, you know, when 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 the currencies fluctuate, we don't owe capital gains on the Forex exchanges. It's just legal tender. So. That, that is like out on the horizon of things that are going to happen, but that's going to happen last in the U.S. It's going to happen everywhere in the world first. <laughs> well, we are the standard. The, the reserve currency of the world, yes. We are the standard. And, you know, not, not to get too wonky or too deep into the, but that's what Bitcoin's going to be. Because if, if you're looking at reserve currencies for the world, right, you want a, a reserve currency that can't be manipulated by politicians, 
by countries, by banks. You know, it, it's Bitcoin is pure in the fact that it's it's monetary policy set down by code. Nobody can change it. No, I mean, China just you know this summer said we're not going to allow Bitcoin mining. Everyone's like, oh my god, Bitcoin's over. Guess what? Bitcoin didn't care. Bitcoin just picked up, moved all the shit somewhere else, <laughs> and and set up somewhere else. And Bitcoin's running stronger than ever. That you know the 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 strength of Bitcoin is every ten minutes there's a new block recorded. TikTok next block. <laughs> I, I mean not it, it's a yeah. Well, once once you get super down the rabbit hole, it's it's just beautiful that the system doesn't give a shit about any of these, you know, Bitcoin doesn't give a shit about tax law. Bitcoin doesn't give a shit about politics. Bitcoin doesn't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Chinese, communist, it doesn't care. Bitcoin just does what Bitcoin was designed to do. And that is to be the hardest money ever created. And I, I shouldn't even say created. It was invented because Bitcoin's always been there. <laughs> Satoshi Nakamoto, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> Satoshi Nakamoto just found Bitcoin. He discovered Bitcoin and gave, showed the world that that there is hard money. So so now you don't have to sit around and be like, well, okay, so, so I've got $1,000 this month uh, extra. You know, if we're you know the U.S. the the government's now admitting six point two percent interest rate, so it's like, well, do I want to lose six percent on my thousand dollars this year, or do I need to go out and find somewhere like you said at the beginning to to put this money where I'm not going to lose value because inflation? I, I've said this a billion times. Inflation is nothing more than theft of your time. You worked for that thousand dollars. You worked for it. You didn't, and and so next year when it's worth six point two percent less money, right? That doesn't mean that you get six point two percent of the time that you worked back. You don't get to go go spend more time with your kids. It's literally just the banksters and the Federal Reserve stealing your fucking time, and and that's why I get so fucking worked up about this because it, it it's it's the little people. And, and, you know, now you get media, the media, which, you know, they're all controlled by the fucking lizard people. <laughs> Just a reference to what, what we were talking about uh, before this. There are not lizard people. But but the media is so controlled that they're now trying to tell us that inflation's good. It's it's good. Like, it's, oh, because. Oh, because that you, means we have more good or not. People have more money and we don't have enough goods. <laughs> like, no, it's good when there's a balance. Exactly. Exactly. And inflation is just insidious. And you know what? Okay. I know plenty of people that are going to do very well if we hit a high inflation. Right. So, so, it, but they are not, they are not the little people. Okay. They're, they're not, they're not the plebs. They're not us. They're they're You know, I know people that have hundreds and hundreds of properties and they're all leveraged to the tilt with the bank, right? At fixed interest rates. Those fucking guys are going to come out smelling like you know, like roses because, you know, we, we hit high, high inflation and all their leveraged property, they're, they're only going to have to pay, you know, today's price with, with tomorrow's dollars. They're going to smell like roses, but that, that, that's, they are not the average person. 50% of this country, uh, owns less than fuck. I like 10% of the wealth of this country. So, you know, bit that—that's why Bitcoin is literally—it's an equalizer. 
it, it, I'm going to pull you off your soapbox for one second. <laughs> one second. Thank you. Because um, pertaining to you were talking about Bitcoin having hard value. To me, it just seems like another thing that its value is perceived. I mean, it's not even something real. It's not tangible. No, it's real. It's very real. Well, it's what, very tangible. What is what can you take? What is what is the hardness of Bitcoin? Well, let, let, let me let me. To uh, me, it's not something like if everything melt. You know, if everything freaking melts to the ground, you want to know what that hunk of gold is going to be worth something. Sure. I mean. But if everything melts to the ground, what's my, what if the, what if the internet exploded? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what if Elon Musk sent all these satellites into the wrong spot and they come crashing down right. and they hit all the, hit all the wrong places on earth and we lose, we lose the internet entirely. Sure. I mean, where's your value then? I mean, what happens to your Bitcoin? Okay. Well, well. Doomsday scenario. Let's, all right? set, let's set aside the doomsday scenarios for for one second. I don't know. You see who's in charge of this country? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> things I thought were impossible may be possible now. Oh, okay. I I will get to the doomsday scenarios because I've I've got I've gone down that mental road in my head. So, but but let me answer answer your question with a question. Okay. So so Bitcoin. Sure, there's nothing tangible that you can touch, right? But so my question is, though, is Microsoft Word, right? Is Microsoft Word valuable? Is there value to that to that code? All it all Microsoft Word is is code. So is 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 there value to that? Of course. So all Bitcoin is is code. It's perceived value. Then. Well, but what is value? I mean, if Microsoft Word has value, yeah. so does Bitcoin, and I and obviously, in my opinion, a lot more, uh, because all Bitcoin does is secure secure finances finances worldwide, uh, trustless, uh, immutably, and so, so what is that worth? So so yes, yeah, I mean, there there is perceived value, but there's perceived value in everything in life, right? I mean, you know, to to a to a caveman, a hunk of gold is worthless, or to a starving man, uh, a hunk of gold is worthless if compared to a loaf of bread. It, it it's all. I mean, so everything in this world is perceived, uh, and so. But not now getting to the doomsday scenarios, right? I I mean, there there are okay, shutting down the internet if that happens. We got bigger fucking problems, right? I, I mean, literally. Okay, and so load the clips and pack them up. Man. Right, right. Diversify your portfolio by three hundred eight, two two three, nine millimeter. There you go. I, yeah, I, I've said this on the podcast before, though. Uh, Bitcoin in in North Korea is not easy, not impossible. But it's not easy, right? Because the of the totalitarian government, and you know what? At the end of the day, that's why totalitarian governments hate Bitcoin, is because it it allows for personal freedom. The government can't stop you. It, I mean, and not to get too off the rails again. Look at all this bullshit worldwide that's gone on with the lockdowns, right? Where where they've taken small businesses and said you can't go to work, but fucking Walmart can be open, right? 
And, uh, but, but your little restaurant, you're a super spreader. You're a super spreader. All the fucking bullshit that's gone on. It's because there is nothing scarier to a totalitarian tyrant than, than a free population. Because you know what? The, those little business owners, you know, that, that are doing good and, you know, our friend Pat or people like that, they're free people. They don't fucking need the government. And, and you know what? That, that's why I'm convinced. That's why the, the, these shutdowns, you know, they all started as a good idea. But like everything with government, anything that starts with a good idea gets perverted. It gets twisted and it gets uh, it turns into totalitarianism. That's why you no government can be trusted, in my opinion. But uh, but that Bitcoin, Bitcoin doesn't allow that because, you know, the, the government shows up and says, hey, Christopher. We want your money. <laughs> Can they take my Bitcoin? They cannot. You have to. You have to willingly. I, I mean, l- listen. And I'm probably. They cannot forcibly take my Bitcoin. They cannot. Well, but but you have to do. You have to do your shit right though too, because right now, Uncle Sam shows up and says, "Hey, Christopher, I I want that Bitcoin. Give it to me." And you're like, "No." And then Uncle Sam says, "Well, I've got a subpoena." Here you go, Cash App. Give me his Bitcoin, because you don't. Because right now, you don't hold your Bitcoin. It's no different than a bank account, right? Uh, the Uncle Sam can show up at uh, TCF and say, "Give me Christopher's money." Okay, well here you go. I they they gave me a subpoena and and a warrant, and there we go. Case over. But the beauty of Bitcoin is is you can you can hold Bitcoin yourself. So you can hold it in, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can hold it. You can hold it on a laptop. You can hold it on devices that they call uh, cold storage. You can hold it on your own node. It, it doesn't, the technical of it doesn't matter. You can hold it yourself where you're the only one that has the keys to it, right? Nobody else has the keys to it. So if you die, you can take it with you. Okay, so if you die, which is, I, you know, I'm not an advocate of dying, <laughs> but, but I'm also not an advocate of taking it with you, right? But but if you die and nobody knows the keys, that, that Bitcoin just becomes unreachable and nobody can ever have that Bitcoin. So if I wanted to, I could trust, I could put bit, some Bitcoin on multiple cold storage devices and trust that to my kids. Yes. You with can even. You can even actually, so, so, so you're here to, on a, a very exciting day for Bitcoin, which Taproot activated last night, which all it is is an upgrade. But, but uh, you, you can now set up smart contracts where you can say, you, you can set up a easily, easier, <laughs> more easily, you can set up a, a, a multi-signature contract where you can say, you, you can totally create inheritance plans around it, right? You can say, okay, let's say, uh, let's do a three of five uh, signature. So so if, if, if you have three of the five signatures, well, that's probably not a good scenario for you because then your kids could just take all your money. <laughs> but uh, Or at least. Four of seven. We can do four of seven, right? So let, let, let's say, uh, 
or you, while I'm alive, it's it's five of five. Once I die, it's three of five. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but 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 you you, you can set up these uh, you can set up these different signatures where or uh, multi signatures where it takes uh, four of seven of the signatures, which are just the keys, right? Think of them just as the key, like a safe deposit box that needs four keys to open it, right? Uh, so so you can put all your Bitcoin in the safe deposit box. And, you know, you, you kick the bucket. And so, so in your scenario, you, your kids each have their own key, right? And, uh, you know, maybe your wife's got one. So, so there you go. There's four, uh, four signatures and then the money goes where it's supposed to go. Right. Uh, or maybe, you know, so, so, so that's in that scenario, you might give uh, a key or two to, to your attorney, right. Or to, you know, your parents or somebody you trust. So individually, those keys do nothing, right? Until they all come together. And so I guess if everybody in your family colludes against you, you're screwed. <laughs> you're screwed. So no, but, but there's other ways, you know, you, you can, you can do it a two of three where it's you, your lawyer, and maybe you hold uh, you, your lawyer and somebody you trust. I don't know. <laughs> but you couldn't just, Put a set amount of Bitcoin on an independent device and lock it up and give that to somebody else. And oh, you can. It in. Yeah, you can. Because to me, that just sounds. If you have that device, you're leaving everybody else out of the equation. Yep. You know, you're leaving the government. They're, they're not being able to. Well, and here's the other cool thing is, is you can. Let's say, let's say a different scenario. And this is all new and taproot is going to do a lot of these, this upgrade that just happened is going to do a lot of this. And I don't, I haven't fully dug into it and a lot of it's going to change, but, but one of the scenarios is you can time lock things, right? Where you, you can say, okay, uh, child one, <laughs> child one, uh, I'm going to give you half a Bitcoin, right? And it'll happen in, five years, how many ever blocks, right? And then, then it just happens, right? So, so you could set up your inheritance that way. Um, I, I, and I, I've heard rumors and I, I don't, I, none of this I've actually worked with. So take it with a grain of salt. But another one is, is like a multi-signature where every year maybe you need less signatures. So let's say you start with nine signatures, right? And every year, uh, Every year drops by one or something. it drops by one. Yeah. So, Eight, so, seven, right. Six. So, so, so then, at, you know, you, you buy, you know, something got screwed up where your three kids can't access it because your lawyer's dead. Your wife's dead. You're dead. Everybody's dead. Right. Plane crash scenario. Right. But, but you, so, so you'll be able to set it up where, you know, okay, well maybe they're going to have to wait six or six, five years or whatever. Right. But they'll get it. But it they'll get it, and and that's all coming down the pipeline right now. Um, yeah, you, you know what? I, and I'm guilty of this too. I I, you know, I I know where everything's at, but to Serify, <laughs> I, so so I'm guilty of it too. You know, so so if I get hit by the bus tomorrow, she's gonna be in a, well, it'd be she'd finally be forced to learn how to use Bitcoin. <laughs> okay, now say. Cash app, you can only take out five thousand weekly, two thousand daily. Yep. And that's just how it is. Sure. 
um, but you can take out all of your Bitcoin. I believe so, if yeah. If you want to. So how would one go about taking Bitcoin from an app such as Cash App or other apps, I'm sure? Yeah. You know, you have all of your Bitcoin on there and securing that to a different device. Okay. Um, in Cash App, there's... Um, yeah, you can open it. Yeah, just open it up. Let's see, Cash App. There's just a little uh, send button. What the, hell, what the heck is that? It's... Oh, you can give it to your 13 plus year old children. <laughs> send. Okay. So you just send it to wherever you want. So you hit that little send button, right? The little arrow thing. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to see up here, you can uh, hit that button and then it opens your camera and you can scan a QR code of the address you want it to go to. And then it'll autofill the, the Bitcoin address that you want to send it to. So, or, and I keep, I keep telling everybody this, that I'm going to do a show about wallets. So, so right now you can download a wallet to your phone, right? That you'll control the keys to No, uh, And so there's two, two wallets that I recommend moon, and Blue Wallet. Uh, Moon is M-U-U-N. It's the worst name ever because everybody gets it confused. And I think that, I think, if you're listening to this, I think that there is a Moon Wallet that's spelled M-O-O-N, and I think it's a fucking scam. So don't quote me on that, but just you make sure you're using the right wallet. Moon Wallet or Blue Wallet. And so, so you can send send it from Cash App today to to your Blue Wallet, and then you control that. So, so when it's on your cell phone or you're on your computer, that's what we call a hot wallet because it's connected to the internet, right? Yes. And so just like everything on the internet, and I, t I say this, I try to say this every episode, right? Everything in Bitcoin, everything on the internet, it's a fucking scam. Okay. Everything is a scam. So you really have to have your guard up, right? So a hot wallet, if you fuck up and somehow give somebody somebody gains access to your phone they can steal your bitcoin if somebody gets some kind of malicious bug into your phone they can steal your bitcoin and if your bitcoin gets stolen there's nothing you can do because bitcoin is final it's final settlement right there's there's no calling paypal and be like i didn't want to pay that guy there's no bitcoin insurance there is no <laughs> no insurance you, you, you are that that's uh, it's like being self-employed, right? The beauty of being self-employed is nobody's telling you what to do, and the uh, the biggest downside of being self-employed, nobody's telling you what to do. <laughs> so in Bitcoin, you are your own bank, and you know what? If you lose the money, you're fucked. So that that's why that's why like like with you, I I okay. So so to to start out with, Cash App is the easiest. It gets you down. It gets you in the rabbit hole, right? So, but, but now you're like, okay, you know, I, I always, you know, the magic number I use and it's different for everybody is a thousand bucks, right? If you've got over a thousand dollars, you might want to consider moving it to a hot wallet because at least a hot wallet you, you control and, uh, you know, then you're, you're actually continuing down the, uh, down the rabbit hole of, you know, learning Bitcoin. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, and then you know, maybe a couple thousand, three to five thousand dollars, that's where you maybe want to start looking at cold storage, right? Especially if if you like like you've been saying, it's money that you don't need, you don't need to touch. 
if it's Alamo money, you put that shit away, you bury it in the backyard. <laughs> That's all right. Where I come from. But, but yeah, I mean, literally you just hit that button on cash app and send it to your wallet, send it to Is Does cash app charge a fee for that? Okay. Oh yes. And no, I, last, I haven't done a cash app transaction in a while. And, you know, whenever anybody's listening to this podcast, keep, take this with a grain of salt. Everything can change too. So, so, Every transaction, when you're sending from one Bitcoin address to another, you have to pay a fee for somebody to record that to the blockchain, the miners, and that that's part of their incentive structure to run all the computers to make the network work, right? Um, and but what's neat about Bitcoin is the prices go up and down, right? And uh, you you can say so. So basically, in a nutshell, the, the way it works is in that scenario to you pay the you pay the bitcoin network per byte so so like that address uh that you'll pay you know copy it over to say it ends up being 87 bytes right and you, you pay maybe two sato you can set the fee i don't know if you can in cash app but on other wallets you can set the fee that you're willing to pay you can say i'm willing to pay one satoshi per byte of information that i'm going to send so, so that 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 long address that you pasted in there is eighty-seven bytes of uh, information, and then you uh, you say one satoshi. I think that's the lowest you can go. So, so you'll pay one. You'll pay eighty-seven satoshis to send that thing. But what's neat about it is, is so if the network's busy, the miners are going to say, well. Joe Fi is willing to pay five Satoshis a thing. So I'm going to do his first, right? And there's only so much space in every block. So obviously the, the more you're willing to pay, the faster that transaction gets recorded. And uh, so I, I think in, in Cash App, you can set your priority. I think if you set it high priority, I think they charge you something. But um. The the one the one thing cool thing I like about Cash App is they're not they're really not trying to nickel and dime you. It's if they're passing along fees that they they're charged anyways. So, <laughs> yeah. So. So one Satoshi today is like twenty one dollars. No one no 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 one dollar is a, equal to about fifteen hundred Satoshis. Okay. So, roughly. Yeah, don't quote me on that. Uh, let me oh, twenty one thousand. I thought it's a two. A fifteen dollars is worth twenty one thousand seven hundred eighty two. Okay, I was thinking totally different. I thought it was twenty one point seven two. That's not very good. Right. I was doing the math up on bytes, and I was like, oh, yeah, there won't be. No, so, so you know. So I, I, I've been going down the rabbit hole of the uh, Lightning Network, which solves a lot of this stuff, right? The Lightning Network allows you to send that for literally, I, I think, usually like a couple Satoshis total, right, to send payments. And it, uh, that's a whole different rabbit hole you don't need to worry about yet. But, uh, but like all of El Salvador is running on the Lightning Network. So, so when, you, when you walk into Starbucks you scan you scan their QR code and you send them a lightning payment which is bitcoin but it doesn't go through the main network and it's literally like visa right 
boom, you got your money. Well, that probably saves the main network a lot of congestion. Yeah. Yep. And it, it, it's a scaling feature because, you know, Bitcoin, I think, you know, they say it's like a couple thousand transactions, all it can handle a minute or something like that, which will never scale. I mean, Visa runs during Christmas time millions of transactions a minute, right? But the Lightning Network can scale infinitely, but we don't need to get into that. Uh, that'll be next time you come over. <laughs> it's a, it's a definitely a, it's a neat thing. So any, any other questions you got? Uh, uh, I think that uh, covers me to the next level. And, <laughs> so uh, your homework for next time. <laughs> uh, I won't report back until I have. Four different cold storages. Set up and <laughs> no, I uh, put them in the bunker in the backyard with the food storage. You know. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a. I, I mean, the the next step is take a little bit, take a little bit of uh, you know, maybe take ten dollars worth of uh, satoshis, right? You practice and send that to a to a wallet on your phone, right? You can do it all on your phone, and. Uh, be like, okay, well, that that was neat, and then send it from there back to Cash App, right? You can do that too. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, just don't be afraid to do small amounts, right? Yeah. Because uh, literally, if you're like me, the only way I learned any of this shit was just by doing it. Yep. And, uh, but, you know, don't do it with your whole stack. <laughs> no. Anyhow. All right, well, uh, are you coming back? To, is hunting over now? No. Okay. Only the second weekend. Okay, well, we'll, we'll uh, if Christopher comes back for his organic corn-fed uh, Minnesota Metro deer, we'll uh, we'll try to wrangle him in to get him back on the show here. And uh, don't forget to subscribe, do whatever you got to do, and we will talk to you next time. Peace out.